Hey, welcome to Online Church here at Cassidy United Methodist. My name is Josh Berry. I am the Director of Modern Worship and the Youth Ministry here at Cassidy. And I would just like to invite you and thank you for joining us in worship here today. Um, if this is your first time joining us, I invite you again to say a shout out in the comments. Just say hi and we'll try to get back to you and just show you how much we are excited for you to be joining us with this time with God. So if you've been with us before, um, you'll remember that we've been talking through a series called Armor Up, where we talked about the armor of God and spiritual warfare. But we finished that series and we're moving on to a new one called Bumper Sticker Faith, where for four weeks we're going to be talking about how our faith aligns with phrases that you might see on a bumper sticker as you drive down the highway or pull into a parking lot. But before we get into that, I'm just going to pray for us real quick and then we'll get into the message. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that you've given us to worship you together and to talk about your word and to be in your presence. I just pray that you are speaking to each of us in a real and personal way this morning, that you're pushing ourselves aside and opening us up to the reality that you might want us to be pushing deeper into relationship with you and with others in our lives. So just speak clearly to us and move us um, to act boldly and lovingly in life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, bumper stickers. We all kind of know what they are. We've all seen lots of bumper stickers around, but why are we talking about them? And what do they do, really? I guess that's the first reason of why we're talking about them, because we're asking ourselves, what does a bumper sticker do? Why do we need to pay attention to bumper stickers or be talking about them for four weeks here? Well, the main thing that a bumper sticker does is broadcast a message out into the world. Whatever a bumper sticker is doing, um, whatever the specific message is, the core idea of it is to take some idea, a message that you have inside, and to share it with others. Sometimes it's to persuade, sometimes the aim is to inform, and sometimes the aim is just to make people that drive by chuckle or just have a little bit better of a day. So there's a few examples we have of bumper stickers we can look at just to kind of get our minds on that track. This first one, save, save the trees, you know, working on saving the planet. This is trying to persuade people. Maybe when you drive by this, you're going to be like um, inspired in some way to find a way to save some more trees. There's the stick figure family, the classic one of sharing with other people on the road um, what your family is, and it helps you to recognize your own car as well. So there's some benefit to that. Next one, honk if I look sleepy, it'll wake you up. I like this one just because it's humorous, it's lighthearted, and it's just a way to like show some personality in the car. <laughs> this next one, um, the fact that no one understands you doesn't mean you're an artist. I put it in there just because I'm an artist, and it felt like a little dig at me, um, but I felt that meant I needed to share it then. Um, because, you know, we all just want to be special and individual, but, man, you got to work on it. Anyways, here is the bumper sticker that we were talking about this week, and this is one of my personal favorites. My mind was changed by a bumper sticker, said no one ever. It, it's super snarky, and I just really like it. It's one of those bumper stickers that makes me wonder what type of person is driving that car. Like, maybe they'd be super fun to talk to. Um, maybe they just have, like, all these cool ideas and opinions about the world and the way to do things. Uh, but then at the same time, maybe they'd be someone that's really just like annoying to talk to and doesn't really want to listen. And then I realize I'm still driving as I'm thinking about this. And a little like dad shoulder angel pops up and he's like, son, eyes on the road. You're not focused. And I'm like, sorry, dad. Uh, but beside that point, this is a pretty neat bumper sticker. And this is what is guiding our message today. 
So what difference do bumper stickers really make? The creator of the My Mind Was Changed by a Bumper Sticker said no one ever bumper sticker. Um, they seem to think that bumper stickers don't really make much of a difference. And to be honest, maybe they don't. We just drive by bumper stickers and see them for about three seconds, maybe. Does that really change the trajectory of our day? Does that change our mindset? Uh, does that change how we live life? Not entirely. Um, so why are we talking about bumper stickers for these next four weeks then, if bumper stickers don't really um, have that much of an impact on us? Well, the reason we're talking about bumper stickers is because we as Christians have a fairly similar role um, to bumper stickers. We are called to take a message and to spread that out to the world. That's what bumper stickers are doing. That's what we're doing. Now, we have to do a little bit more than what bumper stickers are doing as Christians because we're bearing the best news of all time, the good news. And we need to share that to the world rather than just sharing any thought that crosses our mind or any little opinion that we have. As Christians, there's a term for what we are called to do, and that is evangelism. It is everyone's favorite word. It's a very churchy word. Um, it probably causes some people to tense up and get freaked out, but it really it's an exciting thing for us to call ourselves evangelists and for us to go about the action of evangelizing. So as Christians, this is also where it gets harder when we realize we need to be sharing God's message um, with other people because we have an important message to share. And it gets harder because there is still this struggle of uh, people not always um, responding well with the message that we bring. And as we're talking about bumper stickers, people say, like, bumper stickers all throughout the day, they are bringing messages to people, like, nonstop. It's like they're constantly talking, in a sense, because they're always there for people to see. Yet still we have bumper stickers that are saying, my mind was never changed by a bumper sticker. And as Christians, we want to do more than change someone's mind. We want to change their lives. We want to introduce them to the God of creation. Why? Because the God of creation loves each and every person, and he wants a relationship with them. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to go about my life saying that I'm a Christian, but not living in a way that is so mild that it never affects anyone. I don't want to say I know the creator of the universe, but not try to get others there to knowing him as well. I don't want them to know the way to eternal life, but then live in a way that doesn't try to get others there. I don't want to go about my life in a way that leads to people saying, my life was changed by a Christian, said no one ever. So what does this mean then? That means we need to do more than bumper stickers are doing if we want to see more change than bumper stickers are bringing in the world. And I'll say that again. We need to do more than bumper stickers do if we want to see more change than bumper stickers create in the world. And that's hard because we, it can be hard for us to even do what bumper stickers do to begin with. It's hard enough for us to speak our minds sometimes and to be a voice that is speaking out there into the world. And this is where it becomes challenging um, for us to share our faith. And I think it was really interesting and it was wonderful timing um, on God's part to have us talk about the armor of God before this message because this is putting the armor of God and this suit of armor that we're putting on into practical use. We are called to take on the armor of God, like the shield of faith, and to push into moments where we may, may, where we may be fearful and where we might not be comfortable. Because the thing about putting on armor is like when a soldier gears up, 
they don't just put on this cool armor and then just sit there on their couch. No, they put on the armor to go out into battle, and it's not going to always be comfortable or safe, but it is good, and this is the fight that we were called into. So we need to do more than just simply say statements. We need to be going out and doing. But here's the next thing we need to consider. Maybe we need to be doing what bumper stickers aren't doing. Maybe that's another way um, that they're falling short of convincing people and changing minds. So as Christians, we need to consider how can we do something that bumper stickers, social media posts, any of these things, even billboards, we need to do what they're not doing. And what are they not doing? creating personal dialogue um, and personal interaction. This is where bumper stickers often fall flat, no pun intended, um, but they're completely devoid of human interaction. It's just saying a statement and then going on with the day. So people generally um, just go about their day unaffected by a bumper sticker. So we need to make connections with people. This is where it gets uncomfortable. This is where there's roadblocks. Um, I know this personally because I've gone all throughout college at being a Christian, but I was still terrified of talking about Christianity with people. I never wanted to talk to my roommates or my classmates about it because I didn't want to make the situation uncomfortable. So oftentimes I didn't talk about Christianity, and I didn't make the situations any more uncomfortable, but I also didn't lead the people that I was doing life with to any better version of life. I didn't actually make any significant change. Uh, so I really wish I would have talked about that more. And maybe you find yourself in that same place, um, going about interactions with coworkers or family members or friends and wanting to talk about real things but then not knowing the way to do it or being fearful of doing so. And it's hard, but that's what we're talking about here because we need to push into that. We need to be willing to step into faith and to step forward even if we're fearful, trusting in God that he's going to make good happen. So we're going to be looking at a story from the book of Acts where we follow some of Jesus' earliest disciples named Peter and John, and they are going to give us a good example of how we can be evangelists in the world. So we're going to be reading from Acts 3, verses, 10, verses 1 to 10, 10 verses total. So here we go. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for those, to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That is such an amazing story, and I'm really excited that I came across it because it wasn't one that's always on the forefront of my mind, um, but God brought it to me before making this message, and I think it was the one that uh, he wanted me to share with you all today because it's a wonderful example of evangelism, and there are a lot of main points that I picked out as I worked through it um, that I think really demonstrate this good format of how we're supposed to go about sharing our faith and doing life with one another. 
So there are four points that I'm going to point out to you all that are good to take away from this story. The first of those being that there's a lot of eye contact going on in this story. When the man calls out to Peter and John, they both take time to look directly at him, and he looks back at them. And this first point is important is because this is the human interaction that is happening. There is engagement going on here. The second point to notice is that Peter and John introduced Jesus into the conversation. And we'll get back to this later, but this is the most crucial thing that we can be doing to actually be changing lives. Because really, Jesus is the one that truly changes lives. Third thing to note is that they help the man to his feet. And I really like this point because they are taking time, once they've talked about Jesus, once they've acknowledged him, they take time and effort to lean down into the mess um, that the man is sitting in probably doesn't smell great. He's sitting there. He's crippled. Um, probably doesn't look the best, but they choose to lean down into that and pull him up out of it. And it's while that they're pulling him up out of it that he's actually healed. And I don't have a seminary degree or anything fancy like that, and I haven't studied into it, so I can't claim this, but I just think it was really interesting that he was healed the moment that he was being pulled up, because it makes me think that once we tell people about Jesus and once we have a relationship them, with them, we need to pull them up and we need to stay there with them, introducing them into church and into Christian community. And it's while that is happening, while we are staying true to them ourselves and working with them, that's when God is going to be working and bringing better things into life. Anyways, the fourth point that I want to note in this story is that they all go into the temple with the man and they're all praising God together. And the business of the church the business of ministry is people. What we are called to do in the church is to build one another up and then send each other out to go and do likewise, to go and praise God and to make a difference in the world. So we see the, all of this in the story of Acts, um, this example that we were given. So that is the scripture that we're looking at from today. And the important thing to note is that we can all make a difference for God. Later on in the story, I believe it's in Acts 4, um, Peter and John get pulled aside because they're causing a ruckus, and the officials are all like, why are you causing a ruckus? And they're like, we're talking about Jesus. And they end up saying, well, stop talking about Jesus. And there's this whole back and forth. Um, but within this time, the officials are taken aback because they notice that Peter and John are unschooled, ordinary men, yet still they're causing all of this commotion. This goes to show that we don't need to be uh, a pastor. We don't need to be a person in a leadership position at our job to make a difference for God. We just need to be willing to do so, and we need to be bold in doing so. So we can be ordinary and still make a difference. You can make a difference. Now, there are some practical things we can take away from this in the story of uh, Peter and John and Acts. So there Evangelism is it's a big churchy term. It can be kind of broad. It's easy just to throw it out there and say, yeah, go evangelize. But what does evangelism really look like? Well, there are some good qualities, uh, good attributes of it that we need to be aware of to make sure that evangelism actually works well. And to, I guess, classify this or to make it something tangible, I like to make lists. So I made a list of three Ps. So there are the three Ps of evangelism that we're going to be looking into. The first of those is to be personal. In evangelism, we need to be personal with people. Again, this is where bumper stickers, this is where um, Facebook posts often, this is where ads you see on the road, this is where they miss the mark. 
they're not actually having a interaction with people. They're not having a dialogue. They're not being real um, in a way that humans can be real with each other. God has designed us to be real with each other and to have actual interaction and relationship. So it can be hard for us to find good ways to go about um, being personal with one another. Um, communication is often hard. Um, I've understood this also because I can be a very awkward person and it's hard for me to go about conversation sometimes. But there's a phrase that I have found that has been asked of me often that I found very helpful, so I just want to pass it on to you. And that phrase is, tell me about it. So when you ask someone how their day is going, oftentimes they'll just say, I'm okay, or maybe I'm like not doing the best, I'm kind of tired. Um, no matter what their response is, it's always good for us to be able to follow up with a phrase like, tell me about it, or something of the sort. This is us showing other people that we want to take time to hear about their day. It shows us that we care about them. It shows us that we want to get to know them as a person, that we are valuing the interaction that we're having with them. This is something that bumper stickers can never do. This is something that we as people are designed to do and we can always do. So we need to be doing this. So be personal. Second P is to be present. This is often a harder one, even for me. Um, being present means more than just being there, but it means being mentally there. So once we've started this dialogue of talking with a person, asking them about their day, we need to be able to focus on the things that they're saying. We need to be able to listen them, uh, listen to them. So again, coming back to this, is this idea of shifting a monologue to a dialogue. We don't need to just walk around like bumper stickers, just sharing our opinions and saying things at people. We need to be listening to people, asking questions, contributing our own thoughts, but also making it a back and forth that happens. We need to be listening, essentially. I know, I know that's a pretty simple thing to be saying, especially in church, but I think that's also a really important lesson and reminder often for all of us, including myself, to be hearing, because we're not always quick to listen as humans. But listening is a very good way um, that we can show love to others. There's a quote by a man named David Augsburger that I found actually earlier this week and I wanted to share. David says that being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. And man, that speaks miles because we need to be loving to one another by listening to one another. That is a way that we can do ministry. That is a way that we can show God's people that they matter to God because we're showing them that they matter to us. And that is a way that we can form connection because true bonding and connection first happens when somebody takes the time to listen to you. So we, now hearing this message, we need to take the time to listen to others. All right, so we're moving on to the final P, and that is to be preaching. But notice, it says, do not be preachy. We're not called to be preachy because, again, that kind of counters this idea of listening. We're being preachy. We just want to say something, but we don't want to take in other information. So don't be preachy, but be preaching all the time. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves. We need to preach the gospel to others. And by preach, I mean we need to simply share the good news. We need to evangelize. This is how we're going to change the minds and lives of people because we're sharing good news that we didn't come up with on our own, but that God gave to us and called us to tell others. This is how God is going to change the world. We cannot bypass this third step because this is 
the disciples, including Jesus, in the conversation. This is them including the one thing that is truly going to make a change. And it can be difficult because this is often the most scary part of the conversation, including Jesus into the conversation, but this is the most vital part. And my prayer is that as you go about having conversations and as you go about these conversations being present with people, that you take those times to pray to God and to find ways to include stories about what God has done for you or even just take moments to share your joy about God being in your life. My prayer for all of us is that we would have the same attitude of Peter and John as the Pharisees and teachers of the law and officials confronted them. Because when we were talking earlier about them being pulled aside because they were causing a ruckus, the leaders were all like, yo, you're causing a ruckus. What are you doing? And they're like, we're talking about Jesus. And they said, well, stop talking about Jesus. And this is what their response is. Peter says, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to listen to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. My prayer is that that is our attitude, that we would not be able to be silenced, that we cannot help but speak about this good that we have seen and heard, the good that God has done in our lives. Because without God, what really is the purpose of doing all this? What is the meaning of life? Why are we going about our days, if not to bring glory to God, the one who is the author of life, the one who brings true life and goodness into the world. There is no substitute for Jesus. That is the main point I want to make here because we need to understand this to then be willing to go out into the world and evangelize. So who is Jesus? If you're not familiar, if this is your first time uh, listening and hearing a message about this guy named Jesus, who was he? He was the perfect, he was and is the perfect sinless son of God. He came down to earth because he saw our mess, he saw how we needed help, and he lived the perfect life that we could not live. And he lived this perfect life to the point of dying on a cross, taking the punishment that we deserved because we could not live a perfect life like God called us to live. And more than that, Jesus rose back to life to show us that he is the one that can overcome death. And if we live our lives following in his example, then we know that we are going to have eternal life with him taking it past that point then going back to evangelism is that is the good news that we are called to bring and we can have this hope and trust that we know God is giving us eternal life but the thing is we need to bring this message to others so what do we do with this it means we push into our relationship with God and that we take time in our weeks to go about sharing this good news with others starting with treating people like other people because this is an interesting season. This is a difficult season with COVID, but it's also a season where we can do a lot of good work because people are going to be isolated. People are going to be mentally and emotionally exhausted and drained. And this is going to be a time where we are starving for real human interaction, and God wants us to have that. So we as Christians need to be taking whatever effort we can and using that to love other people, whether that's sending out regular texts or phone calls to people every week, whether it's checking in, whether it's writing letters to family members, we can all find ways to be loving others more and more because when we go about this life, we can make a difference for God. We can be someone that changes, we can be someone that changes someone else's life for the better when we are bold and step into the fields that God is calling us into. So with that, I'm going to pray for us and then we will move on into our next portion of worship. Holy Father, 
Thank you for giving us this task of going and loving others. You know the ways that you have called each of us to love the world and to love your children that you put around us. So help us to be aware and help us to not shy away from the tasks you have given us, but help us to be bold and to see those around us that others might not see because you look straight at us and you see us and you love us. Help us to do likewise. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.